guest of Pressure Points with your two favorite hosts. I'm Professor D, and this is my super special warrior, AJ. We're coming at you with Season 4, Episode 32, A Fiery Trip to New Zealand. It's getting extra spicy today, so buckle up and get ready. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points of Pressure. Damn, you almost didn't get that in there at the end. Um, I've been exploring my options as the end of a, a car advertisement. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so we'll see. The disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. Zero percent. Uh, oh, no, so no, slow. fuck. It's over. Uh, it's because I'm car- watching. My career's over. Yeah, it's because I'm watching. Don't yeah. look at me. Don't look at me. But, yeah, since we made it big time on the Patreon, not this is not an ad for our Patreon, we... Uh, <laughs> We, We're just spamming it this month. Yeah, we are. Sorry. I'm That's so sorry. That's fine. It's there, though. But uh, <laughs> because of that, we've been able to take a trip all over the world last week. We didn't mention it, but we were actually recording in Madagascar. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We were. Yeah, a couple weeks before that, we, we were didn't, in Lithuania. We didn't want to mention it at the time because it felt really pretentious to say, we're in Madagascar right now. But yeah, yeah. We, we don't. We don't want to show our wealth. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to <laughs> flaunt. I don't want to flaunt our Patreon wealth with 10 subscribers in your face, but, uh, bitch, we've made it. <laughs> Did you see the, uh, the, okay, no, I'll, I'll, I'll bring that up after. Yeah, so this week we're in New Zealand. It was a hot trip on the boat, and we're just going to talk about our, like, what we've been doing in New Zealand for the, for the next, uh, 50 to 60 minutes. Yeah. Yep. We, we are regularly doing... On location reporting. Starting now. By CNN. <laughs> Sponsored by Fox News and CNN. At the same time? Yeah. Ooh, we're, we're dirty. We're, we're naughty. bipartisan, baby. We're <laughs> naughty. At least, <laughs> I hope I'm the left-wing extremist and you're the right-wing extremist. Um, if I am, I will kill myself at the end of this episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Like, uh, okay, the next thing. This is definitely not something generally for the general audience. But do you see we got an email back from that jetpack place? Oh, uh, let me take a look. Did you like my response? Yes, but it was too detailed. So now they're asking what company we represent. Oh, oh and yeah. if you guys There's, don't know, oh yeah, like, we talked about this on the sloppy seconds. Uh, no we uh, we'll talk about it after in, in the other sloppy seconds. Find us there. Yeah, if you but, want if you want more details on the stories. But we've basically been pay. trying to buy a jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> wow they just just blatantly were like okay cool yeah fuck you uh yeah so, i asked too many questions you did I, I did you said there was too much of a we but you well, should there is a we it's us you should respond and say uh pressure points llc okay yeah and but do that later all right sorry that interesting okay. now that all this all the pre-show is done yeah have you seen the, the news recently uh most of it the uh, I don't know. The, the so, pumpkin harvest there's is going so, so well. Much news currently that I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> I know I that was on purpose. I'm talking about the, uh, the pumpkin the, harvest. The uh, tenant winning awards. No, I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? Nothing. I thought I was hoping you knew something that was going on currently. No, I mean there's a lot going on. Yeah, something that's that we want to. Everyone's talk about. fucking seen everything going on. So. Hold on. Let Let's go to fuck Let's go to Reddit real quick. Click on popular. Let's see what's sponsored at the top. Oh God. It's loading. Jeff this. Bezos, number one. This This started out as a promising episode, and you've ruined it. Is he suing <laughs> NASA? I don't know. Fucking. Fuck that guy. I don't give a shit. Fuck him. Yeah, seriously, though. All right. Well, I can just hop in because it's... Yeah, yeah. It's Let's get started a, on the main show. Sorry. That fucking dwindled. That that bit yeah, died really it, before it started. Fuck. Let's never do that again. Uh, so, fiery trip to New Zealand. Um, Now, I'm going to spit out some facts that probably... Aren't so much facts, mostly just me looking at one website and getting information from it, putting it in my notes. So, um, as most of you know, we are on site in New Zealand today. And instead of talking to locals, I ended up going to Wikipedia. Of course. And looking up all the information I needed to. So, uh, I don't know 
I mean, we talked about it before the show, kind of the controversy around um, the first people in New Zealand. Um, but as I guess the best way to put it is as controversial as it is, I'm just going to take this side. Like, I'm, I'm not going to get too deep into it. I'm probably very wrong. But um, as far as people kind of are concerned currently, it's the Maori had traveled from, uh, where was it, East Polynesia and went to um, New Zealand and kind of started settling there. Now, there is information that there were people like in outer lying areas that were enslaved by the Maori. I didn't look much into that. Um, so if that is the case and there's more to it, I apologize for not going over it further. I'd be happy to talk about it later on. Um, but we're talking about the Maori today. So in 1320, like I said, the Maori had come over from East Polynesia um, and basically started settling New Zealand. Now, they're viewed as the indigenous people of New Zealand uh, just because they go back as far as they're concerned, which it's crazy to me. I mean, for the United States and for like America and everything, um, or the North America, I should say, like white people came in fucking what? 1392, I don't fucking know. I don't really care about a lot of it, but, <laughs> but the indigenous people in the North Americas have a very, very long history prior to that. Um, New Zealand, they don't really have a lot of information because like AJ and I had talked about beforehand, if they find anything that looks like it was before 1320 or 1310 or before the 1300s, the Maori just kind of say, that's ours. You can't look at it. Like you can't do any testing. It's a protected, it's a sacred site. This is our thing. Yeah. Which I mean, Hey, it it very well could be, you know, and I'm not going to say that they're lying because I haven't looked into it at all. But as far as what I've seen, like it basically says, the 1320 is when humans existed in New Zealand, which is just fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So, if you know about the Maori, you know that it's a very, very rich culture, more or less. Um, now, Maori actually means normal, natural, ordinary in their language, and it's meant to distinguish mortal humans from deities and spirits, which... Cool. Yeah, not bad. Know your place. Yeah. <laughs> and your, I mean all people, not just Maori. Know your place, people. humankind. There we go. Um, and the Maori also have a very, very, like, hefty, really heavy battle traditions. Um, what what was that? I don't know if you ever saw it. It was on like Spike TV or some bullshit. It's like uh, the Deadliest Warrior or something. Oh, did you ever watch those? Fuck yeah, I watched those. They would study the weapons yeah. that they would have, like and authentically they would, like, pit them against, and then they would two like digitally sim run simulations to see who would win based on the different weapon weapon groupings that they would yeah, use. Dude. So in high school, I had a girlfriend that her dad went on a Mormon mission to New Zealand. So he had all this like cool Maori stuff. Like he, he knew the uh, Kamate, like he knew a bunch of shit about all of it. And he would talk about it. And we, when we saw it on deadliest warrior, I was like, yo, these guys do not fuck around. Cause they're, they're pretty badass. They're I'm badass. pretty sure they beat they're, the pirate. They're scary. I don't remember who shit, they were stacked bro. up against. Like they, they do not fuck around. So, um, their fighting was was carried out by units that they called hapu, and I'm gonna butcher all of these. I'm just gonna say them how I think they're said. Stop hiding your eyes. Look <laughs> at me in the face. Um, they're they're believed com. They believe <laughs> combat oh, God, was sorry. holy fuck. So they believed combat was um, like sacred to their ancestors and they would fight for spiritual power and prestige. Now, they kind of they would they would use the term mana a lot, like they would fight for the mana of power, the mana of prestige. And some people practice cannibalism to get the mana more power. Yeah, the mana of enemies in battle. You take down an enemy and you fucking eat him. You have his power. It's usually the heart or the liver. 
whatever, but they would sometimes go the brain. all in. Yeah, that's why Kuru was invented. That's not <laughs> was invented. Fuck me. In thirteen twenty. No, uh, no, different area, but you know, eating people. So a lot of it, it's interesting to me because a lot of people see cannibalism as this like the worst fucking thing you could do, but in this culture that so many people are like, oh, wow, the Maori, these powerful warriors. It's like these guys are eating people because they found power from it, which. I mean, fucking hefty. I've dude. never like, tried it. I'd I, like to believe that it works. And that's why it's illegal for cannibalism. <laughs> you you would become too powerful. Exactly. His power levels are over. You'd become super cyan. Yeah. Cyan. S- super cyan. Saiyan? No, no, no. How do you we say can't, it? We can't say saiyan. Because we'd get sued. We'd get a Oh, it's cyan. Super cyan. Soup or cyan today. I'm feeling extra blue. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now, I'm sure if you, do you know what the comate thing is? Yes. Okay, thank God. If you don't, look it up. I was going to play a video of it, but I don't know if that would be a problem. I don't know. I don't know. Let's so not I didn't. Google it. Yeah, so uh, I try to spell that. I mean, I I pulled up videos. I I could pull it up, but that has one ritualistic dance. No, it's called comate. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It is. Oh, but yeah, so it's it's just really almost intimidating, like pre-battle dance that they do. But yeah, like. I ended up finding an article that talked about how uh, Arizona University was uh, was whitewashing it, and that people were looking at it as like a a comedy thing in the U.S. rather ah, than Jesus. seeing the actual culture behind it. I'm but not surprised white people I, will ruin anything. I got a really good, really good insights on what what it is. So, comedy was. So now they perform it a lot before sporting events because uh, you're generally not going into hand-to-hand battle on the shores of New Zealand, of all places. Uh, But they do it a lot before sporting events. But initially, it was a pre-battle cry to kind of symbolize and show off their mana prestige. To kind of say, hey, I've eaten 32 dudes and I'm a powerful son of a bitch. Like, it's... Eat my ass, Yeah, bitch. imagine, like, you're you're stomping the shores of uh, New Zealand. You're like, oh, yeah, we're going to fucking take this place. And you just hear this chanting in the background. Yeah. I would leave. I would get the fuck out of there. Synchronized chanting. Especially, especially after they walk out of the trees and they're covered in these fucking tattoos and shit. The like. tattoos and war paint. Oh, and, dude, it's oh, wild. Oh, my God. The clothing so, that they wore itself was crazy. Uh, the tattoos that they have are called uh, tamoko. And it would symbolize your social rank, your ancestors, your personal history, knowledge, skill, your eligibility to marry even. Like, the thought and personalization that goes into all of these tattoos covering their bodies are incredible because you're not you're never really going to find ones that are exactly the same um and i mean this shit if you haven't seen it look it up because it covers their face some people will get it on their tongue oh yeah it's badass it's fucking huge and it's not back back then when they were warriors they were fucking dedicated it wasn't this simple like oh like no it's stick and poke right with the stick no it was not stick and poke I mean, isn't anything that's not with a gun called stick and poke? I mean, stick and poke is what I do to my girlfriend on the weekends, but I mean... Ah, that's not true. You don't get laid. No. Uh, no. She makes sure to they finish would, herself off before you show up. They would use knives and chisels. I mean, that's kind of stick and poke with a chisel. <laughs> it's a little more than poke, I guess. It's the it's the old stick and chisel. Um, but yeah, they would use knives and chisels, and like in some cases, they would cut out the skin. And then just put the ink in there and let That's it heal badass. Over. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Like, that's that's some serious ultimate warrior shit, man. It's it's it blows my mind. I can like I get a paper cut and it's that's it for the day. <laughs> I'm calling in sick for the next three. Um but yeah, like I said, just super, super complex. So imagine just chiseling someone's like face and chest and arms and legs and back everything yeah, with that's a fine. knife. That's, just, that's, tunk, 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 that's tunk. nothing. 
crazy shit. Now, in 1809 in October, we're going to make a big jump, but uh, I think late 1500s, a Dutch explorer had discovered... Um, it's always the fucking Dutch. It's always the Dutch. Um, a Dutch explorer had discovered New Zealand, and they kind of... They didn't really start trade routes at that time, but trade routes were existing between Europe and New Zealand. So, in 1809, there was a ship called the Boyd, and they arrived in New Zealand meant to pick up a cargo of timber. And a year before, one of the ships that stopped in New Zealand brought an outbreak of disease that ended up killing a ton of the Maori people. Ah, the old Christopher yeah. Columbus move. Yeah, really, though. And so a lot of the Maori had believed that this was kind of a curse placed upon them. So when the boys showed up, they were all really suspicious. However, the thing that kind of was like, you know, maybe these guys are all right, is one of the chieftain's sons... Uh, I'm going to butcher this, but Tara, it's perfect. T-E-A-R-A. Uh, Tara was a man on that ship and uh, he got like he was working with them just kind of running trade routes, but they had come from Sydney. So he was like, yeah, just take me back home, whatever. Now, like I said, Tay was the son of the chief. But he was expected to work on the vessel still. And he was ignoring orders, or at least that's what the Englishmen on the ship were saying. Um, and it's kind of up for debate on whether he was ignoring orders or whether he believed himself above the work because he was the son of a chieftain um, or that he was sick. Uh, one, one account was that uh, Tara had thrown out, like, pewter spoons and he got in a bunch of trouble and shit and uh he was blamed by the ship's cook who accidentally tossed it out kind of just like a bunch of stupid ship gossip right ah yes the best so tara was he 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 got flogged with a fucking cat of nine tails he's just getting fucking smacked and shit they they deny food from him for a while because of whatever he did uh, because he was ignoring orders or whatnot, and getting getting flogged with the cat of nine tails was kind of regular treatment for theft on ships. Now on this ship, they did have a lot of a lot of criminals, a lot of people that were kind of indentured servants per se, that were kind of working off their uh, their time that was being served. There were also a lot of other Maori men that were on the ship that were kind of getting passage from Australia to New Zealand. So, uh, like I said, it was common treatment for theft or disobedience among sailors. But for Englishmen specifically, it was one of those things that it was punishable by death for something as much as 10 pence. Anything stolen above 10 pence, you were dead. On, on the ship, which is damn, fucking crazy. Don't fuck around yeah. on a ship, goddamn. So, the other problem is that the Maori culture believed that chief's sons were not to answer to outsiders' orders at all. They answered to their father, and that was it. Okay, so there's a little bit of a rock and a hard place here. Yeah. Now, after uh, Tara got whipped and flogged and was being denied food... The ship's cabin boy, Tom Davis, uh, he tended to Tara's wounds after his beating, and he would actually smuggle food to Tara, which I was like, well, that's mm. respectable. Yeah. And I think that it kind of gives Tara some some credibility, so much so that it's not like, oh, he was just a spoiled ca- like chief's son. Yeah. Like, I kind of believe the the pewter spoon story a bit more than any of the others and that he was probably just being singled out too. Yeah. So, uh, Tara gets his ass kicked. Tom helps him out. And Tara ends up going back to the ship's captain, gets on, gets on his good side over the next few days, and he encourages him to port 
and I didn't write down the name of the city because <laughs> I knew I would fucking butcher it. Uh, New Zealand town. Yeah. So he he uh, gets on the captain's good side and says, hey, we have these really great trees out there that are perfect. They're exactly what you're looking for. Um, land in my hometown, and I'll get you the timber that you want. Now, John Thompson is the captain of this ship. It's Captain, captain John Thompson. John to you. Thompson. My mistake. So, uh, John agrees. He says, "Yeah, by all means, we'll go. Like, show me these. And I mean, these are huge trees. They're called uh, Kauri trees, I think. K A U R I. You should look it up. Kauri. K A U. Kauri. Kauri. But I wasn't sure if it was Kauri and Maori because they're spelled. Kauri, different. It's probably Kauri. It's probably, I, don't know. I don't know. Um. So he says, hold on, K-A-I, I'm going to look it up. K-A-U-R-I. K-A-U-R-I. Big fucking trees, dude. So, I mean, like, like if you're headed for a a timber run, this is your wet dream. A hundred percent. So, uh, when they land, uh, the captain agrees. He goes, yeah, John says, yeah, well... We'll land in your little hometown. They're big. That's a big bitch. Yeah, dude. They look like uh, Rafiki's home in fucking uh, Lion King. Like It that looks like a redwood. like Fucking tree. They're huge. Okay, yeah. Those are big yeah. ass fucking trees. So, John agrees. He says, yeah, like, I mean, if they are what you say they are, then by all means, we'll go there. Let's go get some wood. Yeah, let's get some <laughs> fucking wood, baby. So, they stop at, uh, at Tara's hometown. Tara hops off. He goes, hey, I'm going to go see my family and everything. And he goes to his tribe and tells them everything that happened on the ship. And he says, I demand Utu, which Utu is a reciprocation of deeds, whether it's good or bad. So, I mean, this is a matter of, like, somebody does something good then you gift their level of kindness back. back. If they do something bad, like whip you with uh, the cat of nine tails. Like for... whip a chief's boy. Yeah. Now, the other thing about whipping a chieftain's boy is that uh, the flogging of Tara is viewed as bringing a loss of face to the chief. Mm-hmm. So a loss of like mana, prestige. Respect. So, yeah. So this kind of Utu that they're seeking out isn't just like, oh, well, we'll hit him back. This is violent, Utu. Like, oh, yeah. They go, you've No, it's, it's blood for blood. Yeah, yeah. You've completely disrespected our entire tribe. So we have to do the same or worse kind of thing. So three days pass, and, uh, like, the ship's kind of getting getting set in port, getting everything ready to receive the these timber fucking whatever all this wood and the the tribe of maoris say hey they go up to john thompson captain john thompson thank you i was going to correct you and they say hey we have these cory trees up the river um follow us we'll be in our canoes <laughs> if you want to follow or come like in our canoes with us we'll take you up there we'll check it out if you want them we'll cut them down get them shipped out of here for you john's like Okay, easy process. They know where they are. Whatever. Easy. Nice. Yeah, right? Now, uh, Thompson says he's going to take his chief officer and three other people up the stream with these canoes. And Thompson didn't really know about how the Maori people felt towards Thompson's crew. Just because over the three days, the Maori have been cordial. They're not... Like, it's not like they're coming up and fucking... Hey, spitting in their face. Welcome to New Zealand, John. Just fucking nut shot him. Like <laughs> they're shaking his hand. They're welcoming him in like they're being cordial and whatever. So John thinks everything's cool. And he's like, sick. These guys are going to help me out. I'm going to get my lumber. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Two for two. We're good. Mm-hmm. So as these canoes go just around the corner, just around the river's bend, uh, the Maori stand up in their canoes. They take out what are called mirrors, patus, and axes that are covered in shark teeth. Now, oh, if you know what a yeah. if you know what a mirror is or a mere or whatever, uh, 
it is basically like a club with a blade on the front, and it's completely made out of jade. Damn, that would be something to see. Patus are made out of wood that are the same shape, and they're just as sharp and effective. They're just not as heavy, so you can swing them a hell of a lot faster. So you got the light armor class and the heavy armor class. I've played plenty of video games. And then, like I said, shark tooth axes. Yeah, yeah, of course. So they stand up. They're not cutting down trees. (laughs) Oh, no, they're not. Um, The Maori just eviscerate these five guys. Um, And because of what they had done, because they had taken their chieftain's power, his, his mana... They eat them, and they take Perfect. their clothing, they get it all cleaned up, washed off, whatever, and later on that evening at the harbor, um, Maori people that had killed them, those five men on the river, put on the uniforms of the Englishmen because there were Maori people on board. So mm, they, they the walk, role. yeah, they walk up to the, they walk up to the ship. They get greeted by some of the Englishmen. Oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, man. Like, come on, do your thing, whatever. Wonder where our wood shipment is. Oh, well, it's 1809. Who gives a fuck? We're still getting paid, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, they're just completely disguising themselves perfectly to get onto this ship. And just off of the ship... In little quiet canoes or more Maori people. Of course. Just waiting next to the ship. Um, so I'm, I'm going to interject just for yeah, a moment. Yeah, go. By all means. Uh, I'm interjecting to tell you to remind me that I have a fun fact of early Polynesian culture to share at the end of the episode. Because mm. it's not related, but, you know, it's related. It's a cultural thing. Okay. Yeah. No problem. So, uh. Let's see. These guys in the canoes are basically just sitting waiting for the signal to attack. Now, the dudes that are all disguised sneak in. They get quietly into the officer's chambers, and they kill him almost silently. The These merdes or whatever it is that they're using, like, I saw this on Deadliest Warrior. I know. <laughs> is that one of your official sources? No, no. Yeah, I think it is. It's not. But you just watched that and then you read yeah, the Wikipedia. I just, I just watched the the episode and then I read like one Reddit comment on this and Perfect. I, I put an entire episode together. But uh That's how I do my research. These things will like crush your skull with one blow. Yeah, these like, these are bad ass. And I mean these are fucking big ass dudes <laughs> that are swinging them. Oh yeah. So they get in there, they swing once, dudes just done. So they kill the officer, and they kind of creep silently around the entire ship and kill off the crew one at a time, silently, completely awesome. stealth. They went Hitman 3 on this shit, man. Like I just, I don't, it's so badass to be able to use one of those weapons silently. Like, yeah, really though. Thunk. Yeah, bonk. <laughs> yeah, bonk. <laughs> the biggest bonk ever. That's what we should have called this one. Fuck. Um, so this is why we aren't successful. Right? So they find, like any of the crew that they find, they slaughter them, they dismember them, just kill these dudes, and then all of the remaining passengers that are on the ship, coming from Sydney to a certain place in New Zealand or going elsewhere, from Sydney back to the UK, whatever. Um, the Maori round all of them up and they say up to the deck and then they signal the canoes and the canoes all the men on the canoes hop on board and they make all of the passengers kneel and they dismember and kill every person except for five people you gotta have somebody go back and tell the tale no Aww. these five people managed to escape I'm thinking while they were rounding everyone up they they climbed into like the rigging in the mast. Yeah, they must have knew some hidey holes. So they're just sitting out there watching all of these people get just massacred by these Maori people. And the next morning, um, 
another chief from a different different Maori tribe is coming past, and his name is Tepahi. And he cruises past in his big canoe, expecting to come and trade with this Maori tribe. But as he's coming up, he sees this English boat just still sitting there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, well, whatever. But he starts hearing cries from the brigging. Help, help, please come help us. And there are Maori down at the bottom that are just like, well, what the fuck? Like, we were woke, woken up with this shit. And Tepahi says, like, hey, maybe let them down. I'll take care of them, whatever. Like, we should probably just leave these people alone. And he kind of, he has trade agreements with Europe, so he doesn't want to say, yeah, like, fuck it, kill him. Who gives a shit? War gets out. Tepahi no longer has his trade agreements. Yeah, that's that's not good. So he compromises at least letting them down to the ground. So they get off the, they get down from the, the mast. They walk down onto the ship or from the ship to the beach. As soon as they get to the beach, they turn and Maoris just start rushing these people. And they just bolt. They're like, these people are like, fuck this. They're running away. They, the Maori end up capturing all of them. Um, and Tara walks up to Tepahi and says, hey, none of this is your business. You need to leave now. And Tepahi, Fair enough. Tepahi says, okay, like, whatever. This isn't, like, I agree. I'm just trying to, like, save face here, right? So... A couple of the survivors get killed, um, and because Tepahi and one of the warriors, Tepuhi, share such similar names, um, a couple of the survivors end up getting them really confused because they hear like, oh, Tepuhi, who was kind of one of the more or less like a a general kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So Europeans, and I'll get back to this, they later blame Tepahi for the incident. One of these survivors is named Betsy Broughton. Now, <laughs> I know it's, it's, such so, a, it's such an English name. It really Betsy, is. The best is how it's spelled. B-E-T-S-E-Y. Betsy. Betsy Broughton. <laughs> um, she was a two-year-old, and she was actually taken by a local chief alongside another baby and her mother. Uh, Tom Davis was one of the surviving people. He was actually completely saved for his kindness to Tara. To Tara. Well, all right. Kindness pays, yeah. bitches. R- Utu, baby. Oh, yeah. Give it back. Um, so the second mate, however, was put to work making fish hooks and barrel hoops. And when the Maori basically realized that, one, his skills weren't really all that great, with what he offered, because I'd imagine they have like they've got him lined up for the the mere shot. They've got him ready, swinging back, and he goes, "I can make fish hooks. I can make barrel hoops. Whatever." And they're like, "Okay, yeah, like yeah, I guess. fuck it, let's give him a shot." He butchers it. He's terrible at this shit. <laughs> of course, you think <laughs> if I was in that position, I would tell them the stuff that I'm good at because it's nothing useful. <laughs> I would say, "What do they need a lot of?" I'm really good at finding gold. <laughs> I'll suck your dick. I can kind of 3D print. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my 3D printer keeps fucking up, but it's okay because it's my fault. I'm, I'm moderately okay doing research. <laughs> yeah. I know how to read. <laughs> really, though? Fuck. We'd be done. Yeah, we'd be we're, fucking We're way dead. too soft. They'd look at us and go, oh, yeah, these guys are <laughs> these done. These guys. This is there's, mercy. There's, we're killing them from mercy. No, there's no saving these two chonky boys. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, so the second mate tries to save himself he makes a couple fish hooks a couple barrel uh uh where was it barrel hoops and the maori just go yeah this guy isn't worth it so they they just kill him off and they eat him they're like fuck it i mean maybe we'll get some mana from this guy but it's sure not gonna be a lot we're gonna be moderately okay at making fish hooks <laughs> well practice makes perfect oh well, not in not in his case no. practice did not make him perfect Mm-mm. made him dead so the maori tow the boyd the ship up to the harbor all the way 
they get it almost completely ashore. Like, I mean, this this thing's in the sand. They've fucking towed this bitch. So they go aboard, and they find a bunch of flour on there. They get a bunch of wine, some pork. And what do you think they do with it? Eat it. They toss it overboard. Their oh, yeah. bellies They're are full. full. They're full of human. <laughs> Long so, pig. So they throw all this shit overboard because they've been living sustainably. Like, they ended up figuring out, as stupid as it sounds, like a century or two prior, I think like mid-1700s, someone introduced potatoes to New Zealand. Oh, fuck yeah. And Maori tribes. And they basically go into civil war because of how quickly tribes were able to grow now that they had a sustainable food yeah so they don't need this food they don't fucking yeah i mean they've got bodies for days now um (laughs) so they toss all this other shit over the over the deck and uh it takes them a few days to clear out the entire ship because this thing's pretty big and they pillage all of its cargo including Muskets and gunpowder. Ooh. Now, these bad boys are prized possessions because, like I said, they are currently going through what was called the Musket Wars, which it was kind of just a battle for Maori to get guns um, and fight amongst themselves. It was a huge civil war amongst all these different Maori tribes, basically saying, hey, like, we're the OG. You're on our land. And everyone's fighting against everyone. Um, So... They find muskets and gunpowder, and they go, well, All right. somebody's got the upper hand. They're happier than, yeah. the, than the Taliban right now, Yeah, right. who also found a bunch of muskets. So one of the chiefs that they're working alongside, one of the other tribe's chiefs, Chief Pio Pio. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's I'm a trying. good, I like it. Thank you. You're doing really well. You're uh, doing better than I thought. He he has a couple of of his own men with him and some from the local tribe that are there kind of ransacking this ship and uh pio pio has a couple of these gunpowder kegs smashed because they're like hey what the fuck is in these smash these gunpowder kegs uh and they're trying to make these muskets function they're trying to figure it out yeah like they've seen other people use them they're probably all yeah. Right. They they got a tinker a little they have bit. A, a mostly okay idea. So they kind of have a good gauge on it, and Chief Pio Pio decides, "What the hell? Let's give this a shot. Let's light it up. Let's fire it." The only problem is, Chief Pio Pio is standing in the pile of crushed gunpowder kegs. Oh, that's not good. He activates the flint for the musket. The musket lights. Everything's great. Until the actual flint that he used to activate the musket also activates the gunpowder no. at his feet. So there is a massive <laughs> explosion on this ship. It kills nine of the Maori on board, including Tara's father. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now. The other problem is that the Boyd also had a lot of whale oil on board. Ooh. So. Damn. Not like a only, moth to the flame. Yeah, so you get your initial explosion with all the gunpowder. Kills nine people, which ignites your whale oil. And I don't know if you know much about oil when it's above water, AJ. I actually know a lot about whale oil disasters. <laughs> so, so I'm, I've got a good so, picture of what's going on. The whale oil starts burning the ship. Great thing about oil fires is when you try to put them out with water, it combusts once again. <laughs> it <laughs> splashes and spreads it out. Uh, and it floats on the surface of the water. So now the ocean's on yeah, fire. So You ever raid some, some English bitches so bad the ocean catches on fire? Hell yeah. Talk about cursed. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So they they blow up the ship. They light the oil. They blow up the ship. They light the ocean on fire. It burns the ship down to the hull. Like, right down to the water line. The shit is done. And after it finishes burning, probably days go by, the Maori just say, this is sanctioned land. We're not... Nobody go near the 
the whole <laughs> that's a sacred area we don't touch that because that shit is very likely cursed yeah so it's sacred and prohibited no fucking thank you now it takes a few weeks okay all right but word gets back to the europeans that uh there's they, a ship missing <laughs> yeah well one there's a ship missing and word gets back that like five people are being held captive in new zealand so they start working with a chief in the area to kind of figure things out, to to work out safe passage, more or less. Yeah, figure out, can we get in there? Can yeah. we get our boys? And they, they get somebody to go down there to kind of mitigate getting these people back. And he actually goes down, and he takes two of the chiefs that are holding these people, the one that took the, the two-year-old girl and the current tribe, and he takes these chiefs and basically has them tied up, takes them onto a ship, and he says, you're going to give me these people back. Or I'm going to enslave you and take you back to my country, and you're going to work for the rest of your life until I deem it okay for you to die. Okay, so it's so it's the same. Uh, what was it called? The U- Utu more Utu. Or less. <laughs> well, you fucked us up. Yeah. So yeah. so it's very much eye for an eye makes the whole world. Blind. Yeah. So it's an eye for an eye for an eye, and it just continues. Now, um, they ended up getting Anne Morley, who is the mother to. The daughter, uh, the two-year-old, uh, Betsy Broughton, oh. and Tom. So, the only problem is, when they first got there, and the reason why this man was so angry, is that when they landed, they got out of their ship, and what was there next to the burn ship but a pile of human bones that had evidence of cannibalism. Teeth marks. They made toothpicks out of the ribs. Oh, yeah. So he was pissed. He's like, you disrespect these men this way. It's like he sees this as this barbaric thing. And he ends up going back with the hostages to uh, to the UK. And he tells him, yeah, like they're eating their prisoners over there. They're barbaric fucking people. Like, no thanks. That definitely sets a precedence. So it completely blocks off, like, the UK and Europe almost as a whole condemn New Zealand. And they say nobody's going there due to barbaric cannibalism. And they end trade routes there for three years. Now, a couple months after all of the shit that went down with the Boyd, uh, information had gotten back about... Tepuhi, but under the guise of Tepahi. Ah, yes, the the name switch. Yeah, a couple, like five ships of whalers go out there, right? And they're under the impression we're going after Tepahi because that's the name that we were told. They get out there, they have this huge battle with Tepahi's group, with his tribe. Um, it doesn't really end in like a win on either side. It's kind of just like, oh, well, we've both lost a lot of people. Another eye for an eye. Fuck it, whatever. Problem is, Tepahi does not see this as just an eye for an eye because somebody else has to get his Utu. And that somebody else is Tara. Because this wouldn't have happened to Tepahi's people if Tara <laughs> hadn't of fucking started all this shit. Jesus Christ. If he Christ. had just given up the, the the hostages, it would have been fine. All of this musket war, civil war shit is going on. It feels, it feels like a fucking Marvel Universe, like, complexity with just, like, these characters yeah. just aren't getting it. Where's the time travel? Yeah, where, why are they not getting this? So, uh, Pahi's father was killed in the, uh, discourse between he and the whalers and uh so yeah he he plans this revenge attack and pahi goes after tara's tribe and he actually dies due to like a fucking spear wound damn in this battle yeah um and it's it's just like it really is an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind Nobody really, I I mean, I'm sure that they learned their lesson in the long run. It only took a couple hundred years. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
don't don't try to light muskets when uh, there's gunpowder on the floor. If you're gonna take anything away from this episode, <laughs> that's the moral. Yeah, you you'd won. Has the nothing battle. to do with eye for an eye with you that had whole won thing. the battle, but you did not win the war. Not at all. Oh goodness. So yeah. fantastic. So what's I this love fact it. about? Okay, uh, fact of the day. Yeah. So that you learn something besides don't light a musket <laughs> around gunpowder. Okay, I've been sitting on this fact for a while, and I'm excited to share it with you. As we all know, Pacific Islanders, Polynesian people are extremely, you know, culturally, back in the past, they, they were extremely amazing navigators through the ocean. That's, that's why the culture spread to so many of these tiny islands. They were able to know and sail, you know, island to island on these, we wouldn't even call them ships, like... Just boats. essentially canoes, right? Yeah, essentially canoes. And they were amazing at it. And so they would be able to say, oh, yeah, that island right there, that literally the needle, the 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 needle in a million haystacks. Yeah, we know exactly how to get there. And they would do a lot, you know, from the stars. They were amazing at tracking and using stars for navigation. But they had another skill, too, to aid in sensing the currents of the ocean okay. and navigation. And the, the way this would happen is they would kind of, the, the navigator would get down into the, obviously this wasn't a skill that everybody had. This is a pretty rare skill, but a very useful skill. So they would get into kind of the bottom in the middle of the canoe while everybody else is, you know, kind of around them. And they would take out their balls and put it directly on the floor of the canoe. And they would be able to feel the ocean currents at such a sensitive level <laughs> that they could determine fuck? if the current they were taking was, was the taking right, them yeah. the, the proper direction in the middle of the night. So Imagine, imagine you... that being your job because <laughs> somebody, somebody on every single trip had to lay on the bottom of the canoe with their balls out. I say slap mapping, squat. I think it was a slap squat. A really deep squat. every current <laughs> on their nuts. Yeah, it was a very polished piece of wood right there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and it, it basically allowed them, they could tell that they were moving in the middle of the night with no landmarks. What the fuck? That's crazy. Which itself is a pretty good feat to be able to tell, oh, yeah, we are moving this direction. Even though, you know, you have no landmarks and it's night. See, <laughs> it's, it's not like there's anything to compare against. It's tough for me to imagine because of all of the years of intentional testicular torsion that I've had. Yeah. Like, all of the ball torture, it's hard for me to imagine being that sensitive that you yeah, can the, feel the C&B. things. Yeah, the C&B torture. I mean, I have so many broken blood vessels down there. Like It's basically merged into one blood vessel. <laughs> the amount of times I've come out of a, a sexual encounter with blue and purple nuts. I'm surprised it's not just mashed potatoes down there. It's getting close, though. Yeah, it's pretty close, yeah. It's like a, it's like a slightly soaked sponge. Yeah, there we, no, it's, it's a potato that's been sitting in water for too long. <laughs> oh, God. Oh Lord, but yeah, that but that shit's uh, fucking that's real. wild. That's dude. actually real. I didn't make that up. Uh, I did. I yeah, I yeah. don't like rough ball play. Please, he please does don't actually offer. send draw what whatever you think he looks like, <laughs> yeah. getting cock and ball torture and send it. DM him onto the yeah, on yeah, the send uh, it on Instagram. Instagram and Twitter. No, actually Twitter. Do Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, because then I can share it. Oh, somebody just got shot upstairs. Somebody just fucking died upstairs. Well, welcome to America. Um, <laughs> so leading your way across the Pacific using only your balls. I dig it. Yeah, no, it was, it, it's pretty cool. That's impressive. Uh, they had, you know, all sorts of other crazy, awesome, like technology and knowledge but this of is that. But this one. is the one that's, that stood out to me for some reason. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> what would that even look like? Like, do you have pictures of that? Do you like... No, no, before, before cameras existed. Do you have like a drawing of what that might look like? I mean, I'm sure you could just Google it. You can draw it. You're an artist. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Go ahead and draw that. No, thank you. And put it on the Patreon. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Patreon, if you join this month's special, we're going to start posting cock and ball torture porn. Oh, God. Hand drawn oh. by me and D. Yeah, now that OnlyFans has uh, finished their marketing scheme and they're bringing porn back, <laughs> maybe we'll shift to that platform. Yeah. It's just going to be drawn. Yeah. It'll just all be drawn pornography. Me <laughs> me in furry style. Ugh. Fuzzy Can ball. I be a will you draw me as a slender deer boy? Oh god. No. And you can be you can be a sexy walrus. I don't think I could get 
all that man into one slender deer. <laughs> <laughs> just just put it all in my massive balls. Yeah, right. Swollen. Um, <laughs> Angry, puckered. Jesus Christ. Do you have the patrons? Let's, let's oh, okay. You want to transition? Yeah, let's transition right. out of that. Patreon.com forward slash points O pressure. If I'm wrong, nobody's corrected me yet. I think it is. I think if that's I wrong, please tell me. Um, thank you guys so much. You keep the lights on. We just uh, we just use you guys to re up. We're we're we've been renewed for another year. We paid for hosting, so yeah. so we're good. We're we have to be on for at least another year. So thank you so much to Abby, AJ's third nut, Lindo, NSA isn't real, D's nuts, not me, uh, Nordic Thunder, Toddlewaddle, Dark Runner, Haley, and Casey McFacey. Um, Instagram and Twitter at yeah, points of pressure. Points of pressure. Oh yeah. Duh, I'm supposed to talk about like what we actually have on the Patreon, the incentive. Oh, yeah, yeah. 27 episodes of Sloppy Seconds, just a short banter, yeah. you know, fucking around. Yeah, little, little extras. We don't necessarily extend the episodes, but like we talked in about in the start of this episode, we reach out to multi-billion dollar companies and make a fool of ourselves. So if you would <laughs> like... get uh... called out immediately. <laughs> it took two emails. Fuck. I thought I, I did well. Um, no, you went too corporate. But yeah, if you guys want more information, or not more info, if you want to hear us more, check that shit out. Yeah, Follow we also us. do like some behind the scenes we stuff. Have, we have some super some low price tiers, like four twenty a a month. <laughs> yeah, it was just a random number. It came to me in yeah. a dream. Four twenty six six six. Oh yeah, it's cheap. So if you're willing to join, if you can find the time to join, and if you only if you can afford it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, don't don't skip on paying for your mom's. Actually, uh, skip on paying for your mom's. Uh, and well, just pay us. Yeah, yeah, that's no, true. <laughs> Fuck your mom. Pay us instead. Um, but yeah, that should be our slogan. Fuck your mom. Pay us instead. <laughs> I dig it. We'll do that. No, but seriously. Yeah, uh, check it out, and it'll be appreciated, and we'll call you out. It's an easier place to find us, I guess. Yeah, no. It, we, we actually get email notifications about these messages. Yeah, seriously. So, we we both have turned off notifications on our phone most of the time. Yeah, yeah. We hate it, bad, but bad. we do our best. But yeah, we're, so we're always, though our notifications are turned off, still reach out on Instagram and Twitter yeah. at Points of Pressure. We'll get back to you as long as you ain't crazy. Yeah, and even if you are, we'll probably, we'll still, probably still get back we'll to you. We'll probably get back to you. So, uh, yeah, check it out, and we will catch you fuckers next Monday. Thanks again for joining.